plan not working out the way you want it, asshole? Don't flatter yourself, Cutter. You prevented nothing. Although it seems I may have underestimated him. Dumping the fuel was quite ingenious. At least Mr. Douglas's body won't have so far to fall now. <laughs> well, maybe Vincent could hitch a ride with him on his way down. You know, Charlie, I'm a little surprised at you. Didn't your father ever teach you never send a boy to do a man's job? <laughs> Speaking of boys, our stewardess friend must be feeling particularly unsatisfied. Charlie, you ever play roulette? On occasion. Well, let me give you a word of advice. Always bet on black. Baby, I need some action tonight! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Action Returns. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? I'm good, man. I'm, all, I'm ready to... Well, I don't bet on black. I bet on red, everyone. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've never played roulette, except for, like, on, like, Game Boy or one of those things. Uh, you don't want to. I don't even... I don't understand the concept. Of, uh, you just pick a number, or...? Pick a number, you pick a color, and then you lose your money quickly. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's my that's my experience with it. I, I've never played any table games or anything. Vegas, Reno, wherever. I've just slot machines, and I've never. I don't know. I just I don't have the courage to sit at a table and just hand them my money. Well, I guess you do that when you're doing the slot machines. And the most I won was a thousand, and never won again. Yeah, I I've probably been to Vegas probably fifteen times, and out of all times, I the what we were just talking about the roulette tables. The only time I did a table game, and I'll never do a table game ever again. <laughs> All right, let everyone know what we're doing. We are doing the 1992 action thriller, Passenger 57. The flight is in the air. Hijackers are on board. Who's in charge? You are. One passenger is fighting back. You, back to your seat. Come on, freeze. Wesley Snipes is Passenger 57. Chill out. I'm one of the good guys. Terror at 40,000 feet and fighting. Passenger 57. Tell me, Jim, who this? I'm the best. Rated R. Starts Friday, November 6th at a theater near you. Starring Wesley Snipes. All right, Google, what you got for us? Uh, John Cutter is a former policeman flying to Los Angeles to start his new job working for the anti-terrorism unit of a major airline. However, spearheaded terrorists, apprehended, sorry, terrorists, Charles Rain is on the flight to being transported by the FBI after Rain's accomplices kill the FBI agents and free him. Cutter realizes the entire flight is in danger with the help of a flight attendant, Marty, Marty Slayton. Cutter tries to capture Rain and free the passengers. Well, that just told you the whole movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, IMDb. Yeah, 
They never disappoint. An airline security expert must take action when the when he finds himself trapped on a passenger jet when terrorists seize control of it. That's a lot better right there. This, of course, like I said, stars Wesley Snipes, Bruce Payne, Tom Sizemore, Alex Datcher, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood was in this. Must have been in it for a minute. Yeah, he was maybe in the beginning and the end. <laughs> okay. Robert Hooks, Elizabeth Hurley, young Elizabeth Hurley, uh, Michael Horace, Mark McCulley, Ernie Lively, and a bunch of terrorist guys that you've probably seen in a bunch of action movies. Directed by Kevin Hooks. What did you think of Passenger 57? Uh, I didn't see this until it came on HBO or mm-hmm. one of those ones uh, back too. in the 90s. Um, was this the beginning of Wesley's action career? Because uh, he's been in other things, but I didn't know if... I, out of... Uh, this neither had to have been the beginning or the height because outside of Blade and the... I can't even really think of anything because when it comes to action, it's Blade and Passenger 57 for me. So this must have been right around the beginning or at the height. Well, he did Demolition Man. We covered that. Uh, From what I'm looking at, this is his first action movie. Because the one he did right before this was same year was uh, White Man Can't Jump. Uh, Jungle Fever, New Jack City, Mo Better Blues, King of New York, and some TV stuff. And he was uh, Willie Mays Hayes in uh, Major League, only in the first one, because What's-His-Nuts took over. Oh, the Omar with the Jeeps? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like this was his first um, action film. Boiling Point, Rising Sun, Demolition Man, Drop Zone, Money Train. Yeah, he he was pumping them out after this one. Yeah, um, he can be in the next, um, Expendables. I kind of like this is my personal opinion. I kind of don't want anybody that they introduced in that third movie in the new one. No, Rhonda. No, Antonio. Uh, Antonio was funny. Rhonda. Give her something to do. <laughs> Wesley, give him something to do. All the other guys, like that Twilight guy and the <laughs> the one boxer that 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 tried to headbutt Floyd and got knocked out. You can keep all them. I just, well, I just want I want the core guys. Well, I guess it's gonna be uh, Sly's last uh, Expendables, and then. He's passing the torch. I think it's gonna go straight to VOD after that. If if he's not in it, but, but I don't know. We'll see. Because uh, Bruce, well, he can't come back. He retired from acting. But mm-hmm. uh, the last thing I saw Wesley in was uh, Coming to America, and I don't even remember that. <laughs> he, I, I, I think I've spoken my opinions about that movie. I hate that movie, but I think his little. <laughs> cameo in it as the general i think him and uh can't think of her name um 
singer. She's like a singer actress, played his daughter. I think they like stole the show. Which she's gonna be uh what the fuck is her? Tiana Taylor. She's gonna be in a new White Man Can't Jump movie. A new one? Is it yeah. Remake or a continuation? Remake. Just just leave it alone. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about White Man Can't Jump here soon, but I, I have my opinions. I don't mind the guy they they got to play Woody because I know he's a basketball fan. But the guy they got to play the Wesley Snipe, the only thing I know him from is uh, that that star show Power, and he was kind of a bitch in that show. No, Dwayne Wayne, uh, whatever his name is, he ain't in it. He's Wesley's friend. <laughs> I think people are gonna make cameos, but I don't know where it's going. I know Lance Reddick is going to be in it. Everybody probably now knows him from uh, the John Wick movies. He's the guy that works the front desk at the Continental. Okay. I, don't even, I don't even know what the hell role he's going to play in it. Mm, I don't know. But uh, when was the first time you saw this? Probably same. It was, uh, this seemed like it, it was always on cable. And I checked it out probably Maybe probably a year or two after it came out, and uh, this is uh, outside of Blade. Like I said, this is this is the action movie I think of when I think of Wesley. But I have not seen this in a while, and rewatching it, I thought the plane was in the air a lot more, <laughs> and I thought there was more fight scenes. Uh, this is one of those movies. After I saw it, I thought it was cool. I really loved uh, the bad guy. Um, Charles Rain. What the hell was his name? Um, Bruce guy, Payne, the, the guy from uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> the, the Marlon Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! Now, now we're gonna have to do that one at some point. <laughs> but uh, I thought he was a good bad guy. I mean, he's done other films, but I think this was. Um, I mean, my favorite role he did. He played a really good uh, ter- British terrorist. But yeah, very, very like cold and calculated and just didn't really give a fuck about anybody. He gave up his own people in this movie. Didn't care. Yeah, th- this is one of those movies that every time it was on, no matter what part it was on, I would watch it to the end. And uh yeah, I haven't seen this in a really long time. I think other than the Blade films, this is like the only Wesley Snipes movie I own, like out of his action stuff. But uh, yeah, I know he he did a bunch, but I I never saw Boiling Point. Um, what was that one he did with Sean Connery? Was it Black uh, Sun? No, that was no wait. Rising Sun, or yeah, that one, that one. But, uh, but this movie, I mean, I like it. It, Yeah, I for some reason I thought they were on the plane a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like they're on, and next thing you know, they're off, and then they get back on, and then the movie's over. Yeah, it like (laughs) it flew by fast. I mean, this movie isn't very long. It's uh, it's a little over an hour and twenty. Yeah, it's like not even an hour and a half. I mean, these are the days of the movies just boom, 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 put it out. Here's your players. Uh, they've got a beginning, the middle, and the end. And 
Now, that's pretty much this film. But with that being said, I still enjoy this film. Um, uh, Michael Horse, he played a character named, I guess, Forget or Forg. I don't know how you say his name, but I don't even remember them saying his name in this. Yeah, uh, he's, he's supposed to be French, which oh, that's clearly, right. he clearly isn't. Uh, no, uh, for for you um, Twin Peaks fans, he's a hawk, uh, Deputy Tommy Hawk Hill. Um, but I've met him before. He he was at a powwow I was at, and um, I was talking to him about this film. <laughs> I was like, he he has done a, a, new, a bunch of things, a bunch of native films. Uh, he did some uh, voice work for a. That one movie about a horse. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but and because uh, he was standing there signing whatever that horse movie was, I think it was called Spirit. He was signing uh, like DVDs, not DVDs, VHS uh, boxes of that for these kids. And uh, he was selling, I want to say, his artwork. And then I started talking to him. And I said, "Man, I said I love everything you're in." I said, "But Passenger 57 was like my favorite film you were in." And he was like, "Wow, man." He goes, yeah, that was a while ago. He goes, but that was fun. It, it was really fun to film that. I said, was it just he, uh, a fuselage? Is that all it was? He was, yeah, pretty much. And he goes, it was kind of like cut in half and all this. I said, that was you, though, doing all the action? Uh, he goes, yeah, that was me. He goes, me and Wesley worked it out, and, and we did it. But I was like, right on, cool. So looked like a lot of people were doing their own thing in here. From what I understand, um, uh, Bruce Payne, Charles Rain, he wanted to do his action scenes. I mean, Wesley, we, we already know he, he's legit, mm-hmm. um, but he wanted to do it because he didn't want it to look uh, fake. Like when when you see people, when you see him fighting, like obviously it's not them. Um, I know they kind of labeled this one "Die Hard on a Plane." Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know about that. But speaking of Die Hard, like that when when um. When Bruce Willis's character is fighting that one guy uh, when they're in the stairwell, yeah, you could clearly see it's not him <laughs> or any of the fight scenes, really. But um, yeah, but this one it, it was good. I mean, Charles Rain, he's just uh, this British terrorist that, that's out on the run, and uh, he tries to get uh, his plastic surgery to get his face uh, un, un, unrecognizable. Yeah, I think they, he's, he's constantly changing his face. Yeah, they ripped that off from uh, Nighthawks. If you guys haven't seen that one with Rector <laughs> Hauer, he changed his face too. Yeah, uh, but then he gets caught by the uh, by the FBI, and then he gets arrested, and then for some reason they had to do. Well, they were saying that he was um, some kind of terrorist act that he did, and they but they had to send him to Los Angeles. To go to court or something, so I'm like, yeah, on, on a on a commercial flight with a bunch of civilians. That, that <laughs> makes no sense. This movie. Oh, did you watch that video? I sent you. I, I did, but I, I I don't really. I watched it originally when you sent it to me. So yeah, I mean, there, there's this video that uh, that I found when I was looking. I like to watch uh, other people review uh, the movies that we talk about, mm-hmm. but there was this one gentleman. I believe he was working for uh, Air Force or, or whatever, but he flies airplanes. And he was running through uh, this movie, 
saying what was real and what wasn't. A lot of this film was like not believable, <laughs> but uh, of course it is. It's an action film. But yeah, Charles Rainey gets caught, and then he they're gonna uh, arraign him uh, in Vegas or in Vegas in uh, L.A. So they put him on a um, uh, passenger air airline, but with only two FBI agents. That's it. Yeah, some international terrorist uh, public enemy number one, and they yeah, two guys are, are taking him. But before all that, we're, we're introduced to um, John Cutter. Uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce. Um, Wesley Snipes' character, he is a retired uh, FBI agent, and he is working um, like airport security, basically. Um, or no, yeah, he was. A, it says he's a retired Secret Service agent. I'm sorry, and he he's uh, kind of working for this uh, airline, uh, like teaching. The uh, flight attendants and everything, like drills, terrorist drills, if somebody tries to hijack a plane and all that. So, And uh, his buddy, uh, Tom Sizemore, I like his name, Sly Del Vecchio. He just sounds like a little sleaze name. <laughs> he should have been a different character in this movie. <laughs> he should have been one of the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, especially introducing yourself to everyone. Like, he's at a board meeting, and he was like, my name's Sly Del Vecchio. I was like... You sound like you're just kind of sketchy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he kind of he hire or he wants um, Slide Vecchio wants uh, John Cutter to be the work for some new anti-terrorist uh, group or leader for the for the airline. So he's kind of like, yeah, all right, really. So he didn't really want to do it. The airline they made up in this was called Atlantic International Airlines. Uh, he doesn't want to do it, but then he meets uh, some other guy that kind of tells him, man, yeah, you know what, just do it. So he's like, all right. So Was that guy Bruce Greenwood? Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to go to L.A., I guess, to fill out paperwork. I don't know, whatever he was supposed to do. But um, he... John Cutter is dealing with um, the the PTSD of losing his wife. Uh, they were in a convenience store and it got held up, and she ended up being uh, one of the victims getting shot uh, by one of the guys robbing the store. So he's kind of that. He keeps having those flashbacks uh, of his wife Lisa. So he gets on the plane, and then this is when the FBI show up. Uh, two FBI agents, and they show up with um, uh, Charles Rain. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, I they just show up. I guess the airline has no idea that they're getting on the plane or anything. And I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, because... We have a lot of people, uh, for those of you who don't know, I work for an airline. Uh, we get a lot of people that uh, that are somebodies that, that fly on us. And they usually come in in SUVs and they got all kinds of uh, people. I think the, the biggest one that I've seen was um, uh, President Jimmy Carter and his wife. They, they flew out. Uh, on us, their son was running for something for Nevada. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I seen Jimmy Carter. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to meet him, but I did meet the first lady, uh, his wife, and uh, she she seemed nice. 
Um, but um, they had Secret Service with them. I how I I didn't even know he was there. I, I kind of walked into our operations and uh, I went around this corner and I saw these. Uh, there was a lady and a couple guys and they were like gearing up, uh, ready to get on the plane. And I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Uh, and then my manager was right there. She was like, come in here, come in here and meet her. I shit, I cannot remember uh, her name. Um, but she was really nice. And, uh, I, I saw, uh, uh, Mr. Carter. Um, but yeah, they show up with, with all kinds of stuff. And I'm just, uh, the FBI just doesn't show up with a, a terrorist and, and get on a commercial airliner, first of all. But they they, they didn't do that. There would be no movie. <laughs> yeah, both of them wasn't even sitting with him. It was a guy sitting in a different row. Well, the other guy, one of them was sitting by him. Yeah. He's, he's handcuffed. So. I mean, this is only like one of the most dangerous terrorists in the world. So, yeah. I mean, so while all that, while he's getting situated, we, we end up meeting the... Uh, the flight attendants, uh, the beautiful and very young Elizabeth Hurley. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays uh, Sabrina Ritchie and uh, Alex Datcher, uh, Marty Slayton. She was um, uh, the love interest uh, of John Carter. He kind of got into it with her earlier. She was uh, in his uh, his terrorist class and she kind of did something that um, that you shouldn't do because <laughs> you're putting all the passengers' lives in danger. But so that's how kind of they, they meet each other. So, and then we see uh, other guys other than Michael Horace, and we see this other dude with long hair. And back in the nineties, if you had long hair, you were the bad guy. <laughs> just just Especially watch. Actually, if it was slick back and a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael Horace gets on. Uh, he, he's got some lines, and he's cool. I loved his um, his little teardrop turquoise earrings. But then we get uh, Mark McCulley. I think that's how you say his name. He plays Vincent. He's one of those, hey, it's that guy. He's been in a ton of TV and a ton of movies. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, but he was uh, one of the terrorists in this one. I always know him as somebody's henchman. That's how I know him in movies. Yeah. Um, this, this this part, I was like, no. Uh, he pulls up with the, um, the provisioning truck that has like the drinks and the food and, and all that on it. He drives up to the plane, loads it all up, and then stays on the plane. I'm like, <laughs> this this is me the, at an airline worker. I'm like, did did you just leave the plane that the truck there and nobody pulled it away because he was by himself? So I don't know. It's just it's Hollywood, everyone. So like when you load a plane, you don't just leave the truck there and stay on the plane. Uh, no, (laughs) so it'd be different if somebody was with him. Then I'd be like, all right, that, that guy at least, uh, pulled, (laughs) pulled the truck away. Um, so, but yeah, so we, we know who the bad guys are. Um, yeah, I'm watching it right now. Elizabeth Hurley, man, she was hella young in this. She's still beautiful. Uh, I've always liked her, but, uh, the airlines are there. Everyone's getting situated. Plane takes off. Um, uh, we find out uh, Elizabeth Hurley is a part uh, of this because um, she calls down to the uh, to the guy that's downstairs, uh, the Mark uh, Vincent, uh, one of the, the provision, provision guy. Uh, I don't know 
we don't work with these big giant uh, airlines uh, that these guys have. I think they're 747s, I guess. I'm not really sure what kind of airplane it is. But um, it's got multiple levels and an elevator. So I, I've i never been on a plane like that anyway. But, yeah, that guy's down uh, in the, I assume, in the belly of the plane. He's the one that brings, sends up all the food and, and all that for the girl. So he's down there. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, uh, Sabrina. They kind of they kind of give it away that she's involved because she has so much interaction with Charles Rain. Yeah, like because you got the the FBI guy being all creepy, like oh, I just met my future ex wife, and she just keeps coming back, and I'm I'm just like he's supposed to be in custody, and he's just freely talking to the steward or flight attendant, excuse me, and yeah. asking for whatever he wants, and I'm just like. Not supposed to work like that. Uh, it's not a full flight. There is empty seats, but I'm pretty sure that you these FBI guys can't just show up and and get on a plane and just sit wherever they feel like it. I mean, what if somebody came? Hey, man, you're in my seat, but Hollywood for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Sabrina Elizabeth Her- Hurley's character, she calls down to the guy downstairs. Hey, send up the package or whatever. And uh, basically just a suitcase, a little briefcase full of guns. So everyone uh, gets loaded up. Uh, Charles Rain is talking shit. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley walks up to him and wants to take his order or whatever. How does he like his steak? And uh, very bloody or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> and then she opens up the little uh, tray and there's a gun in it. She pulls it out and she blasts um uh, the FBI agents kills them, and this is this is where it, it all the action starts. Charles Rang springs into action. He get to gets a gun, runs up to the front of the plane. I did like this part. This is how ruthless he was. He well, he be this is pre nine eleven, <laughs> so the <laughs> the pilot's doors to the to, to the the cab to the to where they're flying the plane is just open and unlocked. Uh, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so he just busted. I love what he says. He just charge. He just charges in, points the gun at him. Goes, "Who's in charge?" Uh, and the main pilot, the main captain's like, "I am." He kills him. He goes, "I'll say it again. Who's in charge?" And the uh, co-pilot is like, uh, "You are." So the, the, the captain was hella like confident too. He's like, "I am." And it's like, <laughs> "Wow." Yeah, he, he smoked him quick. Um, Luckily, they didn't hit. I don't know how high up they are. I mean, but it's lucky they didn't blow out any windows with his shots. But um, so the co-pilot and the, I assume the nav- navigator guy uh, are, are the only ones up in the in the cockpit. So uh, while this is all taking place, um, Wesley John Carter, yeah, he actually kind of got into it with the, this lady sitting next to him because she thinks he's uh, Arsenio Hall. And they go. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom. So while he's in the, uh, in the can, this is when all hell breaks loose, and, and uh, Charles Rain and, and his terrorists uh, take over the plane. Um, he he steals one, or he grabs one of the the onboard uh, planes, and he calls um, wherever says Sly Delvecchio is, and he he kind of fifty bucks to make that call. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we used to have those phones uh, on our planes, but they, they took them off now. Um, so he kind of calls, lets them know uh, what's happening. Uh, 
and who uh well he doesn't know who who really who that guy is uh who charles rain is at, at this point but he does say that some guys took over the plane um so sly is doing his research uh, on who who's on the plane because apparently nobody in the whole airline company knows that uh, two fbi agents and a, and a terrorist are on the plane so uh he kind of gets into it uh one of the uh one of the henchmen sees uh wesley and pulls him out uh, of the, the laboratory no, i love how guy yeah, Wesley kind of is acting all scared, but then he commences to to whooping that ass. <laughs> so he kind of, he gets a hold of that guy and tells how many how many of you are on the plane? How many? And he doesn't doesn't say anything. So I like he kind how of dunked, dunked his head in the toilet, and he, he came back up, and he was kind of blue from the toilet water. <laughs> yeah, that shit is yeah, man. You you just stick your I don't touch it, and I wear gloves every time I deal with that stuff. But yeah, that if that shit gets on you. I don't know how many pairs of shoes that have uh, blue stains. Well, I don't have them anymore, but that had uh, little blue drops on it. Uh, it's that shit. It, it makes a mess. But so he uh, we f- we find out, or he finds out, um, or he takes the the guy that he beat up out uh, out there, and he's telling uh, Charles Rain that hey man, just drop your guns, or this guy's gonna get it. Um. Sabrina Elizabeth Hurley, she's the one that says he's John Carter. He's uh, airports uh, airline security. So I all right. So he knows that. So Charles Rain grabs um uh, Marty, uh the black um flight attendant. I hated her hair. I mean nineties hair was just no good. <laughs> Not to say eighties was the best. Eighties hair was bad too, but <laughs> her hairstyle in this one. Anyway, so uh. Charles Rain has her as hostage and holding her because Wesley's got the other guy in front of him. And then he's like, well, he kind of moves over and he grabs a, a passenger and then kind of puts um, the flight attendant down. He's like, oh, yeah, your flight attendants, they're, they're basically expendable. I mean, they, they this is the job they sign up for. So he goes, he, he grabs a passenger and he asks the passenger if he's a family man. He says, yeah. He goes, do you have any kids? And he says, yeah, I got a daughter. And then he just blows uh, that guy's brains out. So Wesley's like, ah. So after he shoots that dude, then uh, while Wesley's still holding the other terrorist dude, uh, Charles Rain blasts him because he doesn't care. <laughs> and then ah, Wesley runs to the back of the plane. Uh, with Marty, and then they go down to, uh, and they they jam themselves in that little elevator, and they go down uh, to the belly of the plane. Uh, when they get down there, that other guy, Vincent, the other terrorist dude that, that's a part of this crew, he's down there. But um, Cutter doesn't know who he is, but uh, Marty's like, "Oh, he's he's with us. He's he's one of the, the the flight attendants." And they're like, "Oh," so he's trying to figure out uh, what they're gonna do. But then that guy Vincent pulls out a knife and gets into it with uh, with John Cutter. I did like this part, man. I don't know how big that space is down there, but I'm sure it's pretty small. But that dude's got a knife, and then Wesley's throwing kicks and elbows and, and chops and everything, and kind of just beats his ass and knocks him out. You knew you knew it was coming, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense to the actor, but just like him trying to square with Wesley, I was like, you're finna get your ass beat. <laughs> Um, 
So Wesley's they're still trying to figure out well we need to do something. He did tell her, yeah, I, I got the the word out to uh, the people on the ground that, that what's going on up here, but we we need to do something. We need we need to bring this plane down. So he goes into the cargo hold again. I don't know. I don't work with these big airplanes, so I I don't know how the layout is of them, but. Uh, he goes into the the baggage uh, compartment uh, bin, and for some reason, there's just clothes laying all around about. Um, not in suitcases, not in bags. They're just in this, like someone just threw all these clothes in there. So he grabs that leather jacket and puts it on. And then he goes to the... Um, I, again, I don't know about these planes, but I'm sure all the electrical stuff is not where the luggage is. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he starts pulling it. He starts messing. She's like, what are you doing? He goes, I got to bring this plane down. He goes, you don't know what you're doing. We're going to crash. And he goes, well, I I got to do something. And he starts messing around with wires and everything. And yeah, it seems like on this plane, you can access everything like really easily. Yeah, I mean every everything is just like right there at their fingertips. So whatever he did, he did something to uh, let the f- the fuel start coming out of the, out of the engines. So uh, they're like, "Oh man!" Because when uh, Charles was like, "What are you guys doing? Why why are you getting lower?" And he goes, "Like, hey man, we're something's happening. We're we're losing fuel. You know, one way or another, we're going down." So he's like, "All right, well, just bring the plane down." So. Uh, they end up finding some old uh, airport. The little that does not does it doesn't uh, help or doesn't uh, take big airliners. So um, they 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 start bringing it down there. Uh, we go back to Sly Del Vecchio. He's just still trying to figure out who, who what's going on and, and who's on the plane. And this is when they find out that the FBI showed up at the last minute and they had Charles Rayner with them. And they're like, ah, how come nobody told me about this? <laughs> Again, I'm sure that's not how it works. You would have think even though they did show up at the last second, like whoever they just informed they was getting on a plane would have called somebody. They would have to. And... Uh, if anyone should know the most would, would be the captain of the plane because he's got uh, the final say on everything uh, that happens on that on those airplanes. So um, they uh, <clears throat> they start bringing the plane down. Uh, Wesley and uh, or John Cutter and Marty are like, all right, what are we going to do? Uh, they went, I guess, further back uh, into the plane to one of the, the rear doors. Uh, tell them, all right, when the, when the plane stops, we're, we're going to jump out. And um, she's like, all right. So she's kind of gearing up. Um, <clears throat> uh, Charles Rain calls down to, to the belly of the plane. And then uh, Wesley o- o- opens or answers the phone. And, and he's uh, basically telling him what uh, this is what we're doing. And this is the, the scene where we get the... Uh, Always bet on black. <laughs> it, it, rewatching it, it kind of makes no sense because if if you go back and watch it, they're talking about something complete. Like he's basically asking about the the, the flight attendant and maybe next time she can be with a real man or something like that. And then he just goes into this always bet on black line. Yeah, because he's kind of talking to him. 
uh, about uh, his dad or something. <laughs> or they, you know, because Wesley, didn't your father, didn't your father tell you to play right? And then uh, Charles was like, well, speaking of your your friend, uh, how is she or whatever? And this yeah. is when he <laughs> was. He goes, you ever play roulette? And he goes on occasion. Always bet on black, and then he hangs up the phone. Yeah, I mean, if if Charles Rain would have said something about you know what you're doing right now, you're gambling with your life, and then that's when he should have dropped the line. Yeah, so this is a um, Slidell Vecchio and his crew uh, jump on a plane, and they end up flying to some little small little uh, one horse town. Uh, <clears throat> to find out what's going on. But uh, once the plane lands, this is when uh, they all get off. Well, the other guy that he beat up, uh, he didn't kill him. He just kind of handcuffed him and uh, left him down there. But uh, before the, the plane lands on the ground, we see uh, Michael Horse's character. He's uh, He went down below to see what was going on. And then, because he, he's standing there with his little... Is a little easy. So, but then we get to a uh, a fair that's like a big carnival that's going on, and uh, the local uh, sheriff's department is there, and they see the plane flying over, and they're kind of like, "Oh man, that that that's not right. We better go uh, to the airport and see what's going on." You notice he gives his deputy the, the ice cream cone he was eating, and tells him to do something with it, and the guy, the deputy, starts eating the ice cream cone. Uh, well, I guess that's how they do it in that town. Now, this like, pre- take, take care of this. This is pre-COVID, everyone. <laughs> so, okay, you can do whatever you want. And so uh, the plane lands on the ground. Uh, John Cutter opens up the door, and it would not open up that easy because this airplane is still pressurized. But, okay, it's Hollywood because he just opens the door like it's nothing. I mean... The the captain has to <laughs> unpressurize the airplane. <laughs> so, so because the, the the plane is still taxiing and and he's yelling, "All right, man, when we slow down, we're gonna we're gonna jump out." And uh, I don't know how high this plane is; it's still pretty high. So uh, Wesley's getting around uh, ready, and then uh, Michael Horse comes sneaking up behind and then gives uh, Wesley the boot. He's uh, hanging out of the plane, uh, holding on to the door frame. Uh, Michael Horse is about to shoot him, but uh, Marty kind of uh, knocks the uh, gun out of his hand, and he ends up grabbing her. Uh, John Cutter is still holding on to the door. He gives him a boot to the face, and then he falls out and uh, barely gets, uh, barely misses. He rolls out of the way because uh, the, the the main gear is about to run him over. So he's uh, he's out of the plane. The plane's on the ground, and they're trying to figure out. Uh, what they're going to do, but uh, the sheriff's department pulls, rolls up and they grab uh, John Cutter and uh, throw him into into the into the squad car. And he's trying. He's telling them, "Look, man, I'm, I'm airline security. That plane is a hijack." But uh, these little guys ain't listening. Yeah, I mean, uh, they look at his ID and he gave him his real name and everything. It doesn't yeah. say airline security on here. Well, he. Wasn't really airline security yet. He he didn't even have the job yet, so he was on his way to to deal with it, I guess. Well, that's what Marty's been telling everybody. Been told all the terrorists, he's the airline security. <laughs> so those guys take Cutter away, 
the sheriff starts uh, talking to, uh, or no, he was the chief. It says chief, um, chief Biggs or whatever. He's he's talking to Charles Rain, telling him, "All right, man, what do you want?" And then Rain is telling, him, "Look, man, we need more fuel." So uh, bring out some trucks, and uh, the sheriff's guy's like, "Well, I, I don't have authorization to do that." And he goes, "Well, you, you better. So, um, if you're not gonna help us, we're gonna start throwing bodies out of the plane." So, um, Charles, they they show uh, the the sheriff guy. He's looking through binoculars, and he sees uh, them throwing a body. Uh, it looked like it was uh, the pilot. Uh, the captain. Uh, they mm-hmm. they see we see him throwing his body out of the, out of that front door, and uh, Rain starts telling him, "Look, man, because if there isn't a fuel truck out here fueling this plane, every five minutes I'm gonna start throwing bodies out." So he's like, "All right." So he kind of has him like that. He has him right there. Like, "All right, man. If I don't if I don't do anything, um, uh, they're they're gonna probably hang him too." So the fuel trucks start start pulling up. And then they start uh, fueling up the plane, and they're still like unsure of uh, the the the, the sheriff's still unsure on what to do. But they they do got the FBI uh, in route. So they told them that once they were done fueling, uh, they will release half of the passengers uh, of the plane. So I was like, all right. So they start dealing with that. Um, we go back. Uh, to the tower and the sheriff and uh, his deputies bring up uh, John Cutter and he's trying to tell them, uh, what are you doing here? Why are you out here? Why are you on the airfield? And he's like, look, my name is John Cutter and head of security of Atlantic International. I guess you have to say that to get out of it, but he, again, he hasn't had the job yet. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep looking at his ID. Like, your ID says what job you have. Yeah. So it, just, it just says you're John Cutter. Like yeah, it's an ID. Like, what is it supposed to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's on your license <laughs> or anything. But, but he starts telling him because he was like, because uh, John Cutter starts yelling at, "What are you doing? Why are those fuel trucks there?" And he goes, "Well, um, I made a deal with him, and he was going to release some half the hostages if I get him some fuel." And uh, Cutter's yelling, "I'm you fucking idiot." He goes, he, he ain't going to give you those patches. He'll kill them all first. And basically telling the, the sheriff was telling him to shut up. So, um, but when uh, Charles Rain calls the tower again and, and speaks to the sheriff and tells him, like, look, hey, one of my associates uh, flipped on me. Um, he's a black gentleman. So uh, whatever he tells you, don't believe him. <laughs> so this is where they pull the guns. Uh, out on John. Yeah, it made no sense. They pulled the guns on him because they weren't <laughs> they weren't sure if he was a terrorist. But I guess that was confirmation. They had to pull the extra guns out on him. Yeah, I was like, why do you pull his gun out? You got two of your deputies holding him, and he's handcuffed. Uh, all right, <laughs> dramatics. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out that big ass hand cannon too. I guess that's how they roll. Uh, wherever they where are they? There's they they left. Uh, I think it was Florida, Louisiana. So, okay, yeah, Louisiana. This says right here, uh, small Louisiana airfield is where they do it. So they um, Charles comes up with the idea. All right, we're gonna have to release some of these passengers. So when they start letting passengers come out, um, 
they kind of blend in and go out with them. No, no, they jumped out of the back. Um, Charles Rain, uh, the dude that got beat up um, down below, and some other dude. Yeah, the the young guy with the glasses who yeah he looks like he's building bombs and shit. It's just yeah, yeah. he just he looked like he was involved with terrorism. <laughs> he was probably the brainiac of the bunch, uh, their tech guy. So they get off the plane. Uh, they let off like half the passengers. Uh, but while they're doing this, uh, some guys are kind of getting too antsy. So they. Uh, Michael Horse shoots one of them, and then that's when ah, everybody just goes running out. So all during the commotion, these guys come uh, falling out of the airplane. Or just, uh, Charles Rain and his two guys jump out of the airplane. All right. Um, again, I don't know anything about these. This is a totally different airplanes than what I work with. Uh, they got out of the plane through the uh, main gear uh, wheel well. I... I guess there's a door <laughs> from inside that goes to that. I don't know, uh, boys and girls. So, um, uh, all right. <laughs> so, and uh, the thing that's funny though, we see all the passengers coming out of the plane, and these these three guys just go walking off the totally opposite direction. <laughs> and this is all during the day. Um, you got cops all around watching the plane. And nobody sees these uh, three guys. <laughs> yeah, everybody's away. all hysterical except for these three guys that are just calmly walking the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but then again, this is this is a small little uh, airfield, so it's not like uh, the big ones where there's security up the ass everywhere. This is probably just one of those airports where uh, private jets fly or guys uh, fuel up that are going to go up. Uh, plow the fields or, or whatever. Um, so those guys get away. Um, they uh, Back to the sheriffs. Um, they're going to take, uh, take him away and put him in custody. And then this is when the, the racial slurs come out. They didn't say the N-word or anything, but they uh, one of the guys said, shut up, boy. And yeah. um, <laughs> according to Michael Evans, uh, the word boy is a white racist word <laughs> said to uh, black people. Um, so watch good times, everyone. So uh, Wesley's like, oh man, he, he knows that, uh, Charles is, is up to something. So he ends up beating the shit out of those two, uh, other cops. All right. They had him handcuffed. And, and while they were up there talking, uh, to the sheriff, or the police chief or whoever that guy is. And then when they're taking him out to, to the car, they took the cuffs off and, yeah. <laughs> How else is he supposed to beat him up? <laughs> yeah, so he ends up beating them up, and then he runs down the stairs. Another uh, deputy comes running up, and he gives him a, a super kick, and he goes flying down, and then he jumps on one of the uh, the sheriff motorcycles and takes off out of there. So... Uh, the deputies run back upstairs, tell the sheriff uh, that, hey, man, he escaped. Um, and he's like, well, go go after him. Look for him. So we uh, go to we go to a carnival that's close to the airfield. And uh, Charles Rain and his two guys are there. And Wesley asks, 
I guess he just must have knew where they went. Uh, that was the closest thing, and it, it's easy to just. There's tons of people there, so it's easily <laughs> to blend blend into it. So <laughs> he goes there looking for him. He's riding around on a motorcycle trying to find him. Um, uh, the FBI shows up uh, to the airfield and they're talking to the to the chief, and uh, he's telling them uh, what's going on. And then he he mentions uh, Cutter. Uh, and so they're like, all right, well, we know who he is. And then this is when the, 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 the sheriff believes that Cutter is who he was, uh, saying he was, but back at the carnival, uh, Cutter is walking around looking for, uh, rain and, and the other two guys. Well, I don't think he, I think he was just looking, no, he was just looking for Charles rain. He didn't know the other two dudes were there. And, uh, this is when he just cuts the line and grabs a thing of popcorn and uh, doesn't even eat it. He's just walking around holding it. I'm like, did you really need to grab the popcorn? Because you're not eating it. It's got to blend in. <laughs> so, uh, while he's walking around looking for one of the uh, the nerdy uh, terrorist guy uh, sees him, and then he's uh, tailing him, so he's walking behind him. Um, Cutter ends up seeing uh, Charles Rain uh, through, the, through the crowd, and then he starts chasing him. Um, and then oh the other dude uh, the nerdy guy he coming uh, comes up behind him, and uh, does he shoot him? He he shoots at him, but somebody he shoots somebody that walks in between them, and then he looks like all confused on how that happened. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he follows him, and yeah, that dude comes up behind him. He shows oh, he, he shot the clown. <laughs> he shot, when he's trying to shoot uh, the nerdy guy, trying to shoot Cutter, a uh, clown walks in a way, takes a slug to the back, so he's dead. Um, Charles running around, and um, he ends up grabbing uh, some local Yahoo that, that has a gun and takes his gun from him. Uh, Cutter goes running out. Uh, back into the carnival because they were like in the uh, livestock uh, part because there, there was pigs and everything walking around. Probably the 4-H auction. Uh, so Charles Rain sees him. He goes kind of after him. Uh, Cutter goes and runs and jumps onto the uh, the Ferris wheel. He, you know, he rides it all the way to the top. Uh, the nerdy guy comes running up. He stops the ride. And now the only way to... To stop Cutter is I'm gonna climb all the way up there. All right, that that was the mistake right there. The the, the merry-go-rounds, or not merry-go-rounds, the Ferris wheels, they'll eventually come back down. <laughs> you could get them then, but no, he had to uh, make it make it a, a good action scene for the film because he crawls up there when he goes and looks into the seat that he saw Cutter jump in. He's not there, but Cutter is hiding behind. Some part uh, of the Ferris wheel ends up booting that guy, and ah, he falls uh, to his death. Charles Rain comes running up. The sheriff's department uh, finally shows up. Uh, they're both on the Ferris wheel, uh, not the Ferris wheel, the um, merry-go-round. And Cutter is running around in a circle, and Rain is right behind him. He starts shooting at him. This is another thing. That thing is a circle. All you got to do is stand on outside and wait for him to come around. But then we wouldn't get this awesome action scene where he's shooting and just <laughs> destroying the, the merry-go-round horses. Uh, little kids still not even scared, 
there's gunshots and, and explosions and all this going on at this fair. And none of these little kids are screaming. <laughs> so, but all right. So uh, Charles jumps off the merry-go-round. Uh, Wesley comes around and then he jumps on him and tackles him. And they're rolling around on the ground. Uh, he's just about to knock Rain's uh, block off. But then the sheriffs come running up and tackling uh, John Cutter to get him off. Uh, FBI and everyone shows up. Uh, now Rain, uh, he's uh, back in custody. Um, so they're still trying to figure everything out. But uh, the the third guy that was with him, the dude that was on the airplane uh, down below, he uh, nobody knows him. They don't they don't know what he looks like. So he kind of lurking around and he starts walking over to uh, an ambulance. He's um, <laughs> got bruises all over his face. Yeah. Um, the Sly Del Vecchio shows up at the airport finally because uh, he jumped in a helicopter. Um, I don't know how fast helicopters fly, but I'm sure Florida, Louisiana will take a few hours. I don't know why. You work for an airline, don't you? Have a uh, little small planes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the FBI they have um, they have uh, rain and they're telling him, "Look, man, you need to." Uh, uh, get all your buddies to release everyone, but uh, he's like, nah. He goes, ah, I can't, I can't help you there. He's just being the, the smart ass uh, to them. Uh, Cutter's ready to kill him, but he's telling us like, look, man. He goes, they, my guys have orders. If I'm not back on that plane, they're gonna start killing people and throwing them out of the plane. So they're like, ah, because he was saying like, um, they have orders to start killing the passengers every 20 minutes. If uh, if he if he's not back on there, so they're like ah, so they're really not sure what they're gonna do. Um, shit, what happened after that? Um, there, I think they were they were just trying to figure out uh, what they were gonna do because, but uh, Cutter was telling them like, look, man, he goes, we we can't uh, can't negotiate with him. We can't let him uh, get back on that plane, but. The FBI and everyone's are like, nah, man, um, we're trying to save those passengers, so we're, we're just going to have to let him uh, get back on. Which is weird they're not listening to him, because when the FBI gets there and they find out it's him, they're like, Cutter? John Cutter? Like, he, his name obviously holds weight, but then when he's, like, telling them, that, no, we can't, we can't let this happen, they're just like, no, nah, we're going to go with something else. Yeah, and he... he yeah, I was like, is the FBI? I can understand the sheriff's department not knowing all this, but the FBI should know uh, everything dealing with terrorists, especially on airplanes. They acted like they don't know, and Cutter's the only one that has a brain, uh, like saying, "No, you can't let anybody back on that plane." Uh, so they're like, "Ah, whatever." Cutter's just getting pissed. Meanwhile, uh, the other terrorist guy, Vincent, he shows up after he stole that um. That ambulance, so he's dressed up like an EMT. With Bruce on his face. Yeah, and he just strolls right in to uh, <laughs> where they have Charles Rain. Um, but um, uh, Wesley, uh, John Cutter, he wants to talk uh, to Rain, and he's telling him, like, look, um, you're being a, of a very worthy adversary. And Cutter's just like, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, he goes, we're just going to try. You're just going to help us so we can get everybody uh, off this plane. Um, 
mean, that's what I liked about um, this guy, the Charles Ring guy. He was just ruthless. And he was just like, just calm, cool, and collective. Because mm-hmm. he knew <laughs> that, he, that they were going to let him uh, get his way. So um, Wesley's about to beat his ass, but he keeps telling him, like, nah, you, you can't do nothing uh, to me. You got to let me uh, go. So back on the airplane, we got uh, all the the, the, the the remaining terrorists. It seems like there's only two, uh, Wesley, Wesley um, Elizabeth Hurley and uh, Michael Horse. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the only two on the plane because two, two of the terrorists are dead. The one that fell off, the one that got shot uh, by Charles Rain and then the dude that fell off the Ferris wheel. So... Uh, they ended up uh, getting uh, rain, and they put him back on the plane. But um, the FBI and everybody, they came up with an idea. They had snipers uh, up on the, they had a sniper up on the roof, and they were going to basically dust uh, the terrorists uh, once he um, uh, opened the door. Um, plus, they had uh, like the SWAT team under the, the air stairs, so they were going to spring into action when they could. So Cutter and uh, I assume the main guy uh, of the FBI, they're they're watching to see um, what's going to go on uh, if everything's good. He's basically he's the one that's going to give him the signal to the sniper to um, let him have it. So when they're uh, the doors open, he's about to get on the plane, and now uh, Cutter start. All right, really quick, the FBI is there, and I'm sure they're way above Cutter, but. Uh, <laughs> When uh, he's sitting in the in a in a car with, with the FBI guy, and for some reason Cutter's got the the final say so on on what's going on, because he starts telling the uh, the sniper, "All right, take him, take him out." And uh, all of a sudden we start hearing gunshots, but then we see the um, the FBI agents that were with Rain, they get shot, and they fall down. And then the camera goes over to the sniper, and it's uh, the dude Vincent. Uh, the third guy that was with, that was with Rain that stole the, the ambulance. He uh, he gunned up uh, those guys. So everyone turns around. They all start shooting uh, at him because they can clearly see him on the roof. Uh, but he starts smoking uh, anybody he could. He just opens fires on everybody. He ends up hitting uh, the main guy from uh, the FBI. Anyway, he gets, he gets <laughs> I'm okay. shot. There. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get behind the door uh, of his car. Well, I'm sure bullets go right through that, but... All right, this part is bullshit. (laughs) All hell's breaking loose. Rain is back on the plane. Uh, Somebody pulls the air stairs away. But again, these these planes are much bigger than what I deal with. Uh, So the air stairs, instead of us... Because the ones we use, we, we can just push right up. There's, excuse me, there's no motors or anything on it. So this one, the air stairs that for this bigger plane is on the back of like a truck. So the truck's pulling away. Um, the sniper dudes start shooting at uh, the truck. He hits the uh, engine and it flips over somehow. And then it's a big, huge explosion. I don't know how much gas was on that thing, but okay. <laughs> so every. <laughs> Um, everybody, uh, the, the plane starts uh, to taxi away. Uh, the dude Vincent that was this, that was on the roof, he ended up killing that other cop that was uh, the sniper. 
But uh, so now there's a big shootout uh, with him. You got everybody in the sheriff's department, FBI guys, all shooting at this dude. Um, nobody's hitting him, but Cutter comes running up and couple shots and kills Vincent. So he's dead. Now we're down to three terrorists now. So the plane's going. Everyone's like, ah, man, what's going on? What are we going to do? So uh, Cutter and, uh, and the sheriff, they jump in the in the sheriff's car. And he's trying to t- and, uh, slide Del Vecchio's with him. And he's like, just get me. I need to get on that plane. He goes, what are you going to do? He goes, just get me close, close enough so I can jump on. And he goes, no, nah, I need a weapon. And, he, and then so the sheriff pulls out that big gun that he had. He goes, here, take this. I want it back. It's my wife's. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they um they come pulling up to the uh to the airplane, uh to the landing gear, uh the front landing gear. So uh all right, this is where I call bullshit here too. This is a, again, this is a smaller uh airfield. And cuz they were telling them that that airfield is not big enough. For an airplane like this, because these these airlines, especially these big planes, need a lot of runway to uh, take off and land. Um, so when they pull up to the uh, to the car or to the um, to the airplane while it's still rolling, it's not going that fast. It looks like they're still taxiing, but they pull up to it. Uh, Cutter jumps on onto the wheels, but when he jumps onto the wheel, he loses the gun. And then, as soon as he jumps on the wheel, and then the 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 landing gear goes up, and then it, excuse me, and then it takes off. I'm like, all right, it didn't look like that plane was going very fast to just take off. <laughs> so, because if anything, man, I don't know how those how fast those things go to to get off the ground. But uh, that sheriff's car, I'm sure, did wasn't going as fast <laughs> as them. So, uh, Cutter's back on the plane. Uh, Rain's back on the plane. Uh, Michael Horse and uh, Elizabeth Hurley are the only ones. Uh, so there's three of them on the plane. And Rain starts to be all flirty uh, with Marty, basically telling him he, he's going to get her whenever he can, but she's got she wants nothing to do with him. So. He's like kind of forcing himself on her and saying all kinds of shit, and she's she's not buying it. Um, Michael Horse goes back down to the belly of the plane uh, towards uh, where all the um, all the 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 bags are, and he goes in there and starts pulling out things. And all right, um, <laughs> he has luggage that's full <laughs> full of. Uh, grenades and stuff and i'm like well i I could never mind let me take that back the the guy that the 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 vincent guy that pulled up uh with the truck in the beginning that was loading all the other stuff all right he could have easily brought all that stuff on so never mind um but when uh wesley's down there he sees michael horse and this is when uh they get into it because he was gearing up to get more gear and now uh michael horse and uh, john cutter are uh Beating the shit out of each other. Um, this too, man. I mean, Michael Horace, I believe he's a stuntman as well. So it, it's clearly him doing all this uh, fight scenes. Um, uh, Cutter ends up uh, grabbing a, a little putter 
from somebody's golf bag and then starts swinging on him and hitting him in the face and everything and then kind of hits him to where he falls and then uh, falls, uh, I assume, against the wall and then Cutter gets those big um, containers. The Some are like, we don't, we don't use these big giant containers on our airplanes. It's us down there just stacking the bags. So with these ones, uh, they load these big giant, uh, look like metal containers full of bags. And I'm sure they're locked in place on, on the plane. I don't think they can slide around as free and easy as they are in this movie. But so uh, Michael Horse is knocked out laying there. He gets that uh, that uh, luggage container and smashes him and I assume kills him. Um, so Wesley's uh, still, uh, or John Cutter is, I don't know how he he was in the back of the very back of the plane. And I don't know how I assume there must be walkways all the way to the front of the plane. And he goes up through a trap door that's in the cockpit <laughs> and tells the co- or tells the, the pilots what's going on. Because he's like, who are you? Uh, he tells him he's John Cutter and he, he's uh, here to save the day or whatever the hell he says. This is when he knocks out Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, because um, very they, gentle uh, with her too. They start turning the plane around, uh, so she she he comes she comes busting in like, "What the hell you guys are doing?" And he comes sneaking up behind her and whoosh, knocks her out, lays her down gently. Yeah, so <laughs> she got off super easy in this movie. I'm surprised he didn't like snap her neck or something. So we go back to Rain. He knows something's going on. Because he's uh, looking uh, looking around, doesn't see Elizabeth Hurley. He grabs Marty, takes her to the back of the plane. Uh, that little elevator comes up, and when it opens, uh, Michael Horse is jammed in there, and he's dead. And uh, so Marty's ah, screaming, and then when uh, he's dis- Charles Rain is distracted, Cutter comes jumping in, uh, grabs uh, tries to grab the gun from Rain, but he starts uh, firing it. And then it, it hits the window, it blows out the the back window on the on the rear door. All right, the plane is pressurized. I don't know how high up they are, but I'm pretty sure once you blow out that window, whoosh, you're gonna get sucked out with it. But eh, it's, it's a movie, <laughs> so I mean, but they're obviously up high up because things are flying out that window, and then the. Uh, the plane is starting to get all weird. All the oxygen masks fall. Uh, Cutter and Rain are beating the shit out of each other uh, in the back galley. Then they take it into the to the cockpit, and um, they're not cockpit uh, into the um, where all the passengers are. And they're beating the hell out of each other, going up and down the aisles. All of a sudden, uh, okay. So th- this is what I, I called the bullshit on it. I mean, as soon as that window was broken, everything should have been flying out there. But um, we they kept showing the, the door or something. You could see it was starting to fold uh, from the pressure. And uh, Marty is still in the back galley. And then finally that door just whoosh, gets sucked out of the airplane. She would have flew out with it, but I didn't make this movie. <laughs> uh, Rain and, and uh, Cutter are still fighting. Uh, Marty's in the back hanging on to whatever she can hold on to. Hopefully she doesn't get sucked out of the airplane. Um, uh, it looks like the plane must still be climbing because the cutter and rain just start kind of like rolling down uh, the aisle to get to the back. 
um, they finally get to the back galley. They're fighting around. And I don't know how strong Rain is, but he kind of falls to the uh, to the door, and he's holding on to the door frame. And yeah, they're they're hell high up there because uh, he's hanging on, and Wesley's looking at him, and then or Wesley John Cutter's looking at him, and then he kicks Rain in the face, and then Rain goes falling out of the airplane, and that's uh, the end of him. Only time he loses his cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> falling out the plane. <laughs> So from the look of it, when he's fallen, they're pretty high up. And everybody should have been getting sucked out of the plane by now, especially Marty, because she was the one right there. Cutter was right there. He should have flew out as well. But we need we need heroes. Yeah, <laughs> Cutter knew what altitude they needed to be to <laughs> safely do this because he's the airline security expert. <laughs> yeah, so... Rain is dead. He's splattered somewhere in uh, on on the ground in Louisiana. Uh, Marty and Wesley kind of walk up, and then the, the the lady that was sitting next to Cutter that thought he was um <laughs> Arsenio Hall, she jumps up and starts with the woo hoo hoo hoo, and then the, the whole <laughs> everybody that's on the plate starts doing it. Um, all right, uh, racism. <laughs> They bring the plane down, and everybody that's uh, still on the plane that's alive, uh, they all um, get See, off. See, this is where it should have been revealed, like like he slipped up in something, and it should have been revealed that Sly Delvecchio was, was the one that got everybody onto the plane. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Sly and the gang show up. Um, everyone's getting off the plane. Here comes Cutter and Marty, and uh, they're uh, I assume in love now. <laughs> so um, the, Elizabeth Hurley is the only one that, that survived. This is where I think they should have they should have used this and made a part two, maybe Passenger Fifty Eight or something like that. But because uh, when she gets uh. The, the cops bring her down and put her in the back of the squad car. She kind of looks uh, towards the camera. So I was thinking maybe uh, she escaped and she's after uh, John Cutter to avenge uh, Rain. Because or, the way she looks at him, she gives him like an evil look. But Or she's really Charles Rain because he did get that surgery. <laughs> yeah, maybe she, she was the real mastermind uh, of all this. But <laughs> we see Sly Del Vecchio talking to the press, saying that yeah, this is just um, his idea. Uh, his, yeah, his idea for uh, the security, and John Cutter is the man. And uh, yeah, um, Cutter, I don't know where he was walking to, but him and Marty are walking along. Uh, <laughs> Out of the tarmac, and the sheriff pulls up. Hey, you still got my wife's gun? He's like, ah, I don't have it. And that's pretty much your movie. They they go walking towards uh, where the fair is. Fireworks are going off, and credits start rolling. I like that the fair is still going on while this terrorist situation was happening. Yeah, I mean, there was just a murder at the fair, uh, and the that fell off this uh, Ferris wheel and while the credits are rolling, the Ferris wheel is still going. Yeah. <laughs> Clown got shot. <laughs> yeah. Two people stuff. got, two people got murdered <laughs> at this fair and it's still going strong. 
Got to got to have the fireworks though. It took a lot of time setting those up. <laughs> but for as goofy as this movie is, and just unbelievable, and it, but it's it's an action movie, man. You you got to just go with it. I mean, it. I mean, I still enjoy it. I mean, watching it this time, it, it was still an awesome film. I still love it. Um, but yeah, and that was uh, Passenger Fifty Seven. Uh, the budget for this film was fifteen million, and it boxed office sixty six million, so it made more than its money back. So it's not bad for ninety two. I'm surprised we never got another one because the way they crank out sequels now, it's like you get one hit movie and then you make a billion uh, sequels that have nothing to do uh, with it. But I'm Surprised they didn't continue this story. It didn't have to be Wesley. They could have got someone else uh, to do it or or remake it or something. It could have been Passenger 57 on a train or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's be, uh, all right. This, this is what the um, uh, that one video that uh, of that pilot uh, that, w- that was watching this movie and saying what was bullshit and what wasn't. Uh, they were counting the passengers on the plane, and Wesley was, or John Cutter was passenger fifty-seven. Usually, when when the planes uh, go like that, you're you're not counting the passengers that are on a plane. You're you're counting all the empty seats uh, of this. But I don't know. I guess I, we wouldn't have got passenger fifty-seven if they didn't count <laughs> <laughs> everybody. But uh, Again, the movie's goof. The movie is goofy and everything, but I, but I still love it, man. It's 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 one of Wesley's best. Um, he he, yeah. This was the beginning of his action career, and um, let's just, let's just make another one and bring him back. I'm sure uh, he can uh, continue this character. But yeah, I, don't I mean, know. why why not, Wesley? I mean, you keep hopping out for some kind of blade movie appearance that that's not happening tell someone you want to do passenger 57 too yeah put him on a train put him on a, a boat uh, or on something. a bus anything um well not on a boat that's already been done that was called speed Two cruise control oh, that, that, go back and listen to that review <laughs> <laughs> yeah put him on a train well then i guess that's uh under siege too yeah with um ricky <laughs> uh, I didn't not like that one at all. First one was uh, awesome, <laughs> but the one on the so trade—it's uh. not too much. I guess you can—you would just have to pick something that's already been done to put him on. Uh, I don't. They won't think they'll put him on another plane. I guess train would be the safest thing, but I don't know. We'll see. But Passenger Fifty Seven, everyone. Um, but if you haven't seen it, streaming on Showtime. If you got Showtime, so definitely uh, check it out. All right, Brian, what do we got next? All right. We're going back to the 80s for this one. And Nez, are you in the need for some speed? We, we, we talked about this, <laughs> doing this movie for a long time. And with the release of the new one, I'm talking about 1986's Top Gun. Uh, we'll get into it when we get into it, everyone. But 
Yeah. Uh, it, anybody wants to watch the movie before they listen to the review, it's currently streaming on Netflix. But I know I know Nez has that steel book. I know he has it. Oh, that's somewhere here. One uh <laughs> shout out to my friend that got it got it for me. She listened to the show and she goes, Hey, I thought of you and I bought this. I was like, ah. <laughs> but and, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the next one. And uh, I'll announce the the episode after we're gonna do Iron Eagle as well. Fuck which yeah. coincidentally came out the same year. Way better than Top Gun. I don't care what anyone says, but we yeah, shall come see. back next week. <laughs> when is Maverick? Is that in a couple weeks or uh the I wanna say the twenty seventh. Okay. That's definitely an IMAX because uh well I don't know, but I guess uh the critics some people aren't digging it that already seen it. Yeah. What do you expect? Anyway, yeah. but we'll be we'll be the judge of it. Yeah. Um will it make my top ten of twenty twenty two? I don't know. Well we'll see <laughs> after I see it. But yeah, come back next week for garbage ass top gun <laughs> and uh, all that. Uh E Society we got uh, we should have a, we should have had an episode out by now, but just just couldn't work it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. We got more of that. Um, uh, oh, um, for those of you that are uh, in the Tulsa area, I am going to be out there at the the venue shrine with uh, with all due respect podcast, Oki podcast, and the Toke Signals podcast, as well as uh, Tyler and Scoden Cinema. We'll be live on stage uh, Thursday. May 19th at the venue Shrine. Uh, what was the address? I know I said it. I totally forgot what the address was. For those of you, yeah, if you're in Tulsa, uh, you probably already know where the Shrine is anyway. But anyway, it's um, 112 East 18th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Doors at 7, show at 8. It's 21 and over, so there'll be lots of cussing and... Uh, it's a $5 cover. Uh, for those of you that went out to the last one, thank you so much. Come again. Bring more people. And uh, I can't wait to do that. It's going to be an awesome time. No idea what we're going to talk about. If you guys uh, were there or if you listened to the episode that I put out, uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back uh, in the uh, the Magnet. I think it was the last Magnet podcast that I put out. Uh, go listen to it. Uh, of all of us uh, and what we were just ramp ran and raving about this and that but uh, I can't wait to be back out there again shout out to Russ thank you uh, for uh, letting me crash at your place and um, be sure to pick me up at the airport uh, when I fly in there so um, oh also uh, Macnez uh, podcast and East Society we have uh, t-shirts finally uh, go over to uh, T Public and just search East Society or Macnez um, I'll put the link on the uh, Horror Returns page or Action Returns page or one of the pages. Or you can just go to East Society Facebook page uh, and see the link there. Um, I had to do some changes um, because uh, people that did get them, shout out to Steve and uh, Brother Lance and um, uh, Rudy as well as Rachel. Thank you so much for all getting shirts and whoever else got them. Uh, I got some too, but I didn't know... You can size the image on the shirt. And now, because I was looking at it, and at first I was looking at Lance's, like, damn, that's hella big. And then when mine finally came, the 
The, Are you sure it wasn't because Lance is hella small? No, dude. I mean, mine, it's... Where the hell is it? Oh, they're over there somewhere. But no, man, I, mean, I was looking at it. The image on it is hella big. And I, I had to go on the website and look. And I went, oh, shit. Because Mike says, you go on there and you can make it the size you want. So I brought it down uh, a few si- a few. Uh, I think I think I put it like at 80%. I think it was like at 100%. And it was like huge. Uh, on the shirt so if you got one of the huge ones uh the next <laughs> if you get it again uh, it's gonna be smaller on there because i was like man this is like way too big uh, on there but hey i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> yeah there you go get a get another shirt get the new new improved yeah get the Back new one. Oh, sorry <laughs> yeah. uh we got two new two new designs coming um I uh, talked to one of my buddies. He's going to hook it up, and uh, I don't know when, but it, it's coming. So, But those ones will still be on the those, – those, those will be the classic designs. And then uh, we'll get the new and improved, hopefully the 2022 version uh, of the show. Not really sure when, so just uh, keep an eye out. I'll let you guys know. But uh, with that, uh, thank you for listening. Come back next week for Top Gun and, yeah. So until next time, please be safe out there and party on. And make sure everybody, you are good to each other.